What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting preview for this week's Val Spar Championship. I will take you through the outright board, the head-to-head -head market, maybe some props, and even one and done, mostly via data and just maybe a little bit of narrative along the way. Hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed. We'll get started right now. Here's the betting board. This is via Odds Checker. It's a giant grid that shows you where the best numbers are available, which is uh, pretty good and pretty handy. A uh, couple of golfers at the top here. The the top heavy nature of, of of this board: Justin Thomas, eleven to one; Jordan Spieth, twelve to one; Sam Burns, sixteen; Matt Fitzpatrick, eighteen. They're the big four. There's a little bit of a drop off there before we get to Keegan Bradley. Let me just say, I have historically not bet the shorties, right? And it only took me a year to figure out I'm getting wiped. And now three straight weeks, I've had John Rahm at Riviera. I've had Rory McIlroy, who finished second at what? Bay Hill? Was that at Bay Hill? And then Scotty Scheffler last week. It's a lot easier when you bet the favorites. It's a lot easier when you bet the guys who can actually win golf tournaments. I should, I should consider that. With that being said... <laughs> I don't know if I'd make a bet at the top this week. I actually might get to Jordan Spieth. There, there, I think there is a pretty compelling case for Jordan Spieth. So he's 12-1. to 1. I don't know if I'll get there, but I think he's definitely the guy that I like most at the top. So, well, not Travis Spieth, Jordan Spieth. So here's the compelling argument. The compelling argument is he just puts the ball in the cup. Um, which I know is not super compelling, but he's got all the upside in the world, obviously. T6 at Phoenix, T4 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. He's gained strokes on approach in four straight. The short game's great. The putter trying to turn around a little bit. I think that there are some, some similarities to Harbortown, which is you just, Valspar and, and, and the Copperhead course just kind of asks you to, um, to play to positions a lot which is what Harbortown does. You don't have to drive it long. In fact, this is one of the shortest courses in terms – or the, one of the shortest average drive distances um, on the PGA Tour. And and I think that there are enough parallels and enough magical upside and enough real upside in Jordan Spieth that if I was going to bet a guy at the top, it would probably be him. 12-1, to 1, maybe. We'll see as, as the week goes on. Um, my tournament predictor, which I don't show this enough, RickRunGood.com um, did not like Jordan Spieth as, as, as much as uh, kind of I do. This is a, a model that simulates the results of the event um, a thousand times, and then it compares the odds to the prices across the industry so you can kind of find the, the best values. Uh, Jordan Spieth only won this 3.6% of the time. You know, I don't let any one thing be the 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 gospel, right, or, or be the end-all, be-all. But worth noting that uh, Jordan Spieth was not particularly liked in the in the tournament simulator, but he did top 20 at a ton, higher rate than a lot of these other guys. And I just feel like when he puts himself into position, there's a lot of really good things that can happen. Um, I'll stay here on the tournament predictor for just a second and point out that 56 different golfers won the simulation at least once. That's a lot. Uh, 10 different golfers won the simulation at least 4% of the time. That's a lot. I think it uh, makes the case that that this thing is pretty wide open. Um, the guys at the top who won it the most are in the next tier. So that's why I'll, I'll stay here for a second. But Justin Rose won it the most 6.4% of the time coming off of a win a couple of weeks ago at Pebble Beach. Adam Hadwin uh, won it 6.2% of the time. Those are the two golfers who won it over 6% of the time. And then Davis Riley, believe it or not, won it 5.8% of the time. So all three of those guys have pretty decent value across the board when I go back and look at this and I see okay Keegan is 25 to 1 Tommy Fleetwood is 25 to 1 Justin Rose is 25 to 1 Adam Hadwin is 28 to 1 um I I, I like these three here this Fleetwood Rose Hadwin area 
So Hadwin is somebody that I've, you know, talked about a, a lot already this week. He's got the ball striking upside. He's got the putting upside. He's lost strokes putting in three straight, which means he's got an opportunity to bounce back to his baseline. He's won this event before. He's played well at this event after the victory. It, ju- it just feels like we're trending towards a, a really good spot here for Adam Hadwin. I do worry, like, can he actually win it? But I worry that can Tommy Fleetwood actually win this thing, right? You know, Fleetwood doesn't have a win on American soil yet, right? Doesn't have a doesn't have a PGA Tour victory. Um, he won the Ned Bank at the end of last year. He's got a well-rounded game. This is a pretty good stat profile as well because you're really just asking him to putt well, go out and and gain you know, four strokes with the putter, which he's capable of doing, and he's volatile in a good spot. So him, and even I'll throw Justin Rose into the mix just to, just so that you guys can see him here. You know, Justin Rose has buttoned a lot of things up, and he's gained seven strokes on approach to the players. He won Pebble Beach four starts ago. He's not nearly as reliant on the putter as he used to be, and he's got a ton of history around uh, around Innisbrook. So, you know, as, as I'm building a betting card, I, I, can't, I can't get all three of these guys, right? Unless those, I mean, I guess I could, but they would be the only three guys that I bet. And if I want to get Jordan Spieth, I'm definitely out on these three or, or some combination of them. It's probably just one of them. So what I what I think is the most likely scenario is I'll go Spieth Hadwin as the top two on the card and just hope I don't get Rosie winning twice in five starts and I don't get Fleetwood on the one upside week in 10 years or whatever, right? Just hope I hope I don't do that. Um so, but I think the likely start for me is is Spieth Hadwin. It gives me two really high upside uh, golfers that like could actually could actually win the golf tournament. The next tier is pretty interesting as well because I, I do think these guys are super live. You know, the thirty to sixty has been a, a, a void uh, on the betting cards for the last eighteen months or so, and it's been very very chalky or you know hundred to one or something like that. And this used to be such a great range. I think there's a couple of, of guys worth noting. Um, I will probably not pay the thirty seven to one on Justin Su. I'm out on Brian Harmon. The three that make the most sense to me are Wyndham Clark, Gary Woodland, Ben Griffin. Uh, Gary Woodland, unfortunately to win, to actually win in the outright market is likely going to have to have a pretty outlier putting performance, right? You know, there's, there's guys that, uh, Tommy Fleetwood's a good example, right? Tommy Fleetwood's like a zero putter and he does it with plus fours and minus fours all the time. Uh, that's good. That's what you want. And you try to catch it all on the, on the up week. Gary Woodland, you know, gained seven strokes ball striking at the players championship, the players freaking championship with the best players in the world and finishes T54 because he gives it all back on the putting surfaces. And he is just routinely losing four, five, six strokes with the putter that he is going to have to, he's going to have to gain like two strokes with the putter, which is going to be a pretty significant outlier and combine that with these high upside ball striking weeks, which I'm not as concerned about him getting. I want to be in on Gary Woodland, but I realistically, and I, I feel like I've gotten, I think what I've gotten better at is just like, detaching from some of these guys, you know what I mean? And and just saying, instead of, instead of saying, wow, I think the metrics are there. Let me try to find the week. Like what is the likelihood of that actually happening? And, and, and can I just live with myself not being on Gary Woodland? And I think the answer is yes, I can live with myself not being on Gary Woodland. Um, Ben Griffin's 50 to one Ben Griffin. If you look at this column here, which I think is pretty interesting. It's on the power rankings. It's the strokes gain distribution, which shows you how often guys gain 
one, two, three, four, five strokes or more to the field. Ben Griffin's upside is pretty savvy. Gains a, a five strokes to the field 11% of the time. It's the second highest rate behind just Akshay Batia. Harry Higgs and Pearson Cootie are at the same rate. That's massive. Now, he's got to put three or four rounds together and, and win this golf tournament, but he, he drives it well. I think there's a couple of paths to the top of the board for him where, um, you know, he can either drive it well, gain two strokes on approach, and then rely on the short game because the short game's been phenomenal. He gained uh, basically 10 strokes around the green at the players and the and the API combined. He's he's putted well. He's a capable of gaining three or four strokes there. So there, there, there's, there's a pr couple pretty clear pathways to the top for Ben Griffin. Again, it's just, is Ben Griffin going to win this golf tournament? I think... Uh, the answer is probably not, but I wouldn't I wouldn't kill you if you wanted to bet Ben Griffin. The guy where I'll go is Wyndham Clark. So so the top of the card for me looks like uh, I haven't put these in yet, but it's likely going to look like Spieth, Hadwin, Wyndham Clark, H Had Wyndham Clark. Wow, Jordan Spieth, Had Wyndham Clark. I tried. Um, Jordadum Had Wyndham Clark. Wow, we got there. There you go. That's the that that seems like the logical start. So for me, we've been tracking Wyndham Clark for a long time, and this is a this is a great stat profile. It is one that gains consistently from tee to green. Uh, can have really strong ball striking weeks. He actually usually has strong ball striking weeks. His around the green play is much improved, and the putter is generally okay generally a positive he's done it in big time events in much deeper fields than this he's played with stars and hasn't faded he's got the weighted strokes gain metrics that you would love to see because a lot of these um a lot of these results are coming in big time event he has actually the number one player in weighted strokes gain total over the last 100 uh, over the last 36 rounds 1.58 strokes gain per round weighted strokes gain per round because that is taking into account the great play at very good and deep events right so that that is that the number one player in weighted strokes gained arguably a very important stat because raw strokes gained is just how much did you beat the field by? It's very important. Weighted strokes gained, adjusting for for um, for strength of field, and being the number one guy, and being forty five to one. Must bet. I think it's a must bet, and I don't say that often. So my my card, I'll put this in later. Looks like uh, it's it's going to be Spieth, it's going to be Hadwin, it's going to be Wyndham Clark. I'm trying to get smaller cards, and I'm doing it successfully. I'm actually on a pretty decent run right here. Trying to get smaller cards. I don't know how many more I'll fire after this. So that's that's the three I'm I'm pretty heavily invested in. Um, I might take a stab at Victor Perez, sixty-six to one. I showed him a little. I, I showed him a lot on the Monday show. I've talked I've talked a lot about him. He won on the DP World Tour a couple of starts ago. He won in Abu Dhabi. That's a that's a pretty decent field. Um, let me pull up the results of that. So he beat Minwoo Lee. Minwoo Lee finished second, who now, you know, Minwoo just obviously made a run at the Players' Championship. Padraig Harrington was up there. Francesco Nol uh, Molinari, Alex Norin, uh, Terrell Hatton all finished inside the top 10. The other Molinari brother, Eduardo, Adrian Moronk, who's played well. Uh, Ahoy Guard, Seamus Power, Guido was in this field. Pablo Larathabel, Larathabel, I believe is how he pronounces it. Thorborn Olison. 
Robert McIntyre. These guys were all in the field. And uh, it was Victor Perez who came out on top. So I'd be pretty happy if I could start with those four guys. Spieth, Hadwin, Wyndham, Perez. And then I'm probably done, to be honest with you. You know, we are into the 60s and the 70s. I like the way Taylor Moore plays. I don't necessarily think he's going to win. I love the trajectory for Garrick Higo. I do not necessarily think he is he is going to win. Akshay would be a phenomenal story, and he's super volatile in a good way, and he's coming off the runner-up finish in Puerto Rico and all that fun stuff. 100 to 1, probably not going to get there. The only other one that I would click, and this is mostly just a, uh, sh- basically a shot in the dark, uh, well, it would either be Ryan Gerard, who is as short as 65 and as long as 125 to 1, so that's probably why you should use the grid, is Dylan Wu. So I saw him as long as 200 to 1 when this opened. He's now like settling in at 150, 160. I just think he's mispriced by 50 or 60 points, and he should be like, I don't know, 80 to 1, something like that. And I, I just like the way he's hitting it, and I don't have to put much on that to be rich. So. I will likely have him at like 200 to one if I can find it. So those five are the likely scenarios. Now, if you were paying attention, there are a lot of guys that I like in general and I can get access to them in matchups. So the guys that aren't going to make the outright card, but I talked about who are just missing are here. Like Justin Rose plus 106 to Keegan Bradley's minus 127. I like Keegan, but Justin Rose at plus 106? Yeah, let's go there. What else do we have? Even Justin Rose plus 115 to Sam Burns minus 138. I'm pretty down on Sam Burns. So I don't mind that what whatsoever. How about Jordan Spieth plus 115 to Justin Thomas? Justin Thomas hasn't been that good. What about these other guys? Um first off, Adam Hadwin minus 120 to Brian Harmon's minus 100 feels like stealing a little bit. Um I want like Tommy Fleetwood in matchups. Oh, Tommy Fleetwood over Brian Harmon is criminal. Brian Harmon has been horrible. Uh, actually, let's run this. I, I want to run this. This is the head-to-head matchup tool, rickrungood.com. Let's call it last 36 rounds. You, you plug in any number of rounds that you want. You plug in any two golfers that you want, and it shows you the likelihood that one is going to beat the other in a four-round matchup, and then it shows you kind of the strokes gain distribution and breakdown so you can see whether a golfer is, is volatile or not. Um... Tommy Fleetwood, wow, I'm surprised, but I'm surprised it's this close. Last 36 rounds, I have Tommy Fleetwood just beating Brian Harmon. I'm stunned by that. What about last 24? Can I can I cherry can I cherry pick this to a point where Tommy Fleetwood looks good? Uh yeah. 24 rounds. But Brian Harmon's been so bad. Let's see what like let's look at Brian Harmon. I hate it when the I hate it when my narratives do not match up with the data. Brian Harmon has lost strokes on approach in seven consecutive starts. Obviously not good. His 2023 has been horrible. His best finish was a T16. That was at the Tournament of Champions. That's only like a 39-person field. This is not good. This is not good. So stealing Fleetwood at the same price as Brian Harmon, giddy up. What else do we have here? Um, There was Ben Griffin over Taylor Moore. Right, These guys that I did not end up clicking their name, but was still pretty high on. Even Nate Lashley, plus 115 over Nick Nick Taylor. Or what else do we have here? Ryan Gerard, minus 100 to Pearson Cootie. That's pretty good. Ryan Gerard's been awesome. Victor Perez over Alex Smalley. Al- okay, well, I showed you Victor Perez's profile, right? Winner on the DP World Tour. Playing great. You want to see Alex Smalley's? Since twenty since twenty twenty three started, he hasn't been able to find it. He ended his his fall 
in great form and has not been able to find it. Just horrible. Losing on approach, hemorrhaging with the putter, no good finishes. Wow. Victor Perez over Alex Smalley. Let's go. Anybody else? That's probably it. I threw out a bunch there. But yeah, those are those are all pretty solid. Um, props. Uh, let's talk props real quick, although I don't think they're up yet. The props are not up yet on prize picks. Let's uh, When they do come out, obviously strokes are going to be important, but I want to look at uh, fairways. You, you can dial back off this off, off the tee here. We talked about it with um, talked about it with Jordan Spieth. The idea that you don't have to pull driver everywhere is going to make some of these fairways a little bit easier to hit, and I don't know if um, if Prize Picks is going to be is going to be on that. So we'll we'll see. I've uh, linked the description. It's it's code Rick. I'll tweet some out as well because I've also been using Run Good Props, which is a website that I run to um, compare the odds at. Uh, all the sports books are seven different sports books for strokes and now points bet and Caesars are putting out round by round strokes more frequently, which is great. So run good props is also a pretty handy tool. So I'll tweet some stuff out as we go one and done. I think it's pretty clear. So this is the, you know, projected ownership um, in one and done Sam Burns, 18 and a half percent, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood, 13 Adam Hadwin, 10, Jordan Spieth, 8, Keegan Bradley, 8, Justin Sub, Matt Fitzpatrick, everybody else. So here's where I'm kind of at here. Uh, I, I'm not interested in Burns. I, I understand because he's a twice a winner that people, you know, people are going to find him popular. I'm happy to let you guys have him. And if he burns us, no pun intended, for the third straight year, fine. Don't care. Rose, I think, is interesting. Fleetwood, I think, is interesting. I don't like how popular they are. Actually, um, you know, for Golf Digest, I wrote up Justin Rose. So that that was probably where I would have gone in a vacuum. Now that I have a little bit of an idea of ownership, um, any one of these three, Rose, Fleetwood, or Hadwin, that you want to go to, I think all are very, very fair. I don't need to play Spieth here. I don't need to play Justin Thomas or Matt Fitzpatrick. Or, uh, again, I don't want Sam Burns. It, I don't know who else you think could actually win the golf tournament. If you think it's going to be Wyndham Clark, great. But I, I'm, I'm, living with, I'm living with these three. Rose, Fleetwood, and Hadwin for the most part in, in my one and dones. In, even if I'm front-running, I don't think I'll go to Sam Burns. If I'm front-running, I would go to, man, I'd probably go to Justin Rose. And if I'm trying to make up ground, I might go to Wyndham Clark. And, that's, and if I'm in the middle of the pack, I might just – alternate between Rose and Fleetwood and Hadwin and see what happens. That's kind of the way that I'll end up uh, shaking this thing out. All right, down and dirty. Quick little, not really all that quick. It was still 20 minutes. Uh, betting preview for Valspar. And obviously, it'll be a live chat 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel where we can cover even more great stuff. But appreciate everybody tuning in. Talk to you soon.